this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a Krusty Krab. Ah, man, what is up, everybody? And I apologize for having that volume down. Trying to work on a couple things here in studio. Uh, I record? First of all, let me see if I'm recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little peek behind the curtain. I'm working on my backup recorder because I, I just having so many problems with the front up recorder. I got <laughs> backup up front recorder. I don't, I don't know. So yeah, welcome to another uh, edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. How is everybody today? I apologize for being late. I'm not feeling all that fantastic today. Just, uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, actually, I, I know what it could be. I, I know all the things contributing to it. I just don't know what the final straw is. I will tell you, I hurt, um, in old man news, I hurt my back last week. And I've just, I didn't even do anything. Like, I didn't do, like, a thing. Like, it was, like, a combination of things. And then it just finally was like you know what dude you're also fat so uh we're gonna hurt your back for a week so it's actually been kind of slow going uh it's that bottom band around your back like it just sore so anyway <laughs> i was uh i was having a conversation about uh weight loss and my kind of weekly pseudo therapy session and i was saying to the guy i was like you know when you're like 50 pounds overweight, like I am, like, it's just like, it's like carrying weights around with you. And I said, like, if dude, if I told you I spent all day long carrying around two 25 pound medicine balls everywhere I went upstairs, downstairs, I'm like, you'd be like, dude, that's awesome. You'd be sending me motivational gifs, uh, gifs and stuff like that. And like, but just because it's on the inside, like everyone's just like, Oh no, you're just fat. Like it's not, you know, man, it's just as much work. I don't, (laughs) my muscles are still carrying around that extra weight. You want to take some scrawny bitch and give her like 50 pounds worth of weights? Like, yeah, man, it's exactly the same thing. That's that's me. That's me. I'm your host. I am a scrawny bitch. I'm just carrying all my weight on the inside. Anyway. <laughs> How is everybody doing today? Is everybody everybody doing all right? It was. It's been beautiful outside in the Northeast uh, up until today. And today is rainy because we're about to go into... August, apparently, yeah, it's going to be like 90-something degrees over the weekend. My daughter's Sweet 16 is this weekend, so I'm super excited to have it be 90 degrees. She asked me what I was wearing to it, and I just basically looked at the shorts and tank top I was in, and I was like, probably this, and I don't know that she said no to it, but I don't know that I could wear anything else. I mean, seriously, like, even in my best shape, I do not handle 90-degree weather. Like, there is a reason I don't, I'm not one of those people that's like, man, I gotta get to Florida. Like, I definitely don't get, get, gotta get to Florida at all. Like, I never gotta get to Florida. Like, that's, that's gonna be like a stated thing. I'll go, like, on occasion, but I don't gotta go, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I like, I like it cold. Um, cool. I like it cool. I like, I like shorts and hoodie. If you can put me in shorts and a hoodie, like, all year round, like, that, I feel like that's what the Carolinas used to be, but now they're getting warmer because, you know, climate change isn't real. Right? So, um, yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to wear. Uh, in hurricane news, I know you guys have been dying to hear some hurricane news. Um... The, uh, the Hurricanes made it to the final round of the Long Island Cup. Thank you very much. Yeah. I cannot tell if this microphone is just excessively loud today. I'm just going to turn it down. Actually, if you're if you're part of the conversation in there uh, on 99WNRR, and you can tell me if my microphone is excessively loud, I'm going to be turning it down because it's just it's too loud for me. Um, yeah, I started out by saying like I've been trying to make some changes around here sonically. Um, I'm going to be moving some of the servers out so that the constant noise, which is, you know, you can hear like here. Listen. 
hear that underlying sound? Yeah, it's not a lot, but it's something, and it's annoying to me, at least. So I'm going to try and get rid of it. All right, thank you, Donna. Uh, Donna is in the chat and says the vocal mic sounds okay. So I will just proceed uh, with caution, or without caution. With caution to the wind. Shall we do that? I should look that up. I don't know why that's a thing. Um, oh, we should probably do some housekeeping, right? So brand new episode of the Top 20 is out. It is the Top 20 where I uh, talk about uh, what would you prefer, uh, you know, getting effed over like really quickly, or you want like the slow build where you kind of keep getting effed over and stuff like that. And I, I don't know. I don't even remember honestly what I said. Um... Uh, blah blah blah. Would you like to be getting effed over the entire time and not know it until specifically until it spectacularly explodes in front of you, uh, in front of your face, or would you like to just be aware? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I feel like I, I put that up on the chat and they could figure it out for themselves. I don't know what the answers were. I did not get a chance to check into the comments on YouTube on Strangerhood TV, so I will do that. Um, Probably later today. Uh, in other Strangerhood TV news, in Bacon is my podcast, uh, they have a full interview with Jay from Orgy, um, and they have the Shady AF preview with Jay and Joey Nunn. I was watching that the other day. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, Joey's always a good guest, uh, even if he's sometimes part of the problem that I was referring to just a couple minutes ago. Uh, they have a full interview with Glacier Veins. They're a band I've never heard of, so I'm likely to check that out. They also have seven questions with Mike. Uh, I'm going to go with Zimmer. Zimmer. And he is one of the dudes from the So What Festival, which Bacon is My Podcast will be traveling to to interview a bunch of bands. So keep uh, keep up with all your BIMP news because there's a lot happening there. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know what's public and what's not. So just keep uh, up with this uh, keep up with that information, and you can always help them out on their Patreon account, and I'm sure find out more, plus see all kinds of weird tastings and special stuff, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, dates coming up, uh, June 25th, the Razorblade Diaries live. I'm going to start selling tickets probably by this weekend. I will let you know when they come out. Again, they're going to be super limited edition. It looks like it's going to be like 45 or 50 tickets, because that's where we're going to be at for capacity in this particular location, so make sure you don't sleep on that. Uh, July 8th, we'll be at 89 North in Patchogue. We're going to be there with uh, Craving Strange. I think Maggie Lex is still playing, and then, of course, our very own Giovanna is opening the show. And then it looks like it's official, and I, I think I can start announcing this. We're going to be playing the Queens Rock Fest in Forest Hills Park in Forest Hills, Queens. That is going to be the very next day, actually the very next afternoon, July 9th. Uh, we'll be there with our friends at Oren. Uh, Reality Suite will be there as well. A couple other bands you may or may not have heard of, but it's going to be a big free show at the Forest Hills Bandshell. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's always cool every year, and we're uh, excited to be a part of it this year. So that's going to be July 9th. And honestly, that looks like it like it for us for a while. We've got a show booked in October out in Pennsylvania somewhere, and we'll probably start booking from the, some of the fall, but I'm not entirely sure how much more... Uh, the summer we're going to do we might uh, I know I was looking to do like another local show like maybe the village pub um, I don't think the maybe we'll do a Barnum Ballroom I don't even know if Barnum Ballroom is still there um, I, I put Kaz in charge of that so I guess we'll find out if maybe something happens but I don't know uh, we've got a lot of recording and mixing and working and stuff to do this week so uh, this, not this week this year so it might just be you know whatever um as far as shows go but uh, obviously we'll take any good opportunity and if bands want to play with us of course we'll try and work that out but uh, as i said last week generally speaking what bands like to do is they like to say they'd like to work with us and then when it comes down to it they don't bother so there's that and still don't know what that is so feel free to tell us you want us to play with you and then don't uh, follow through on it and it looks like with the exception of craving strange that is pretty much the the way things are rolling post-COVID, so thank God for that. Um, bah, 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 bah. Um, so, I actually had this thing that I had wanted to talk about for a couple of weeks, and it looks like I'm not going to get to it today either. <laughs> um... There was this uh, draft legislation that was brought up, and they were trying to 
banned the Bible in Florida because it was too woke, which I thought was really, really funny and a really funny response to um, the book bans that just went down in Florida. And by the way, if you aren't, if you are having too much trouble keeping up with Florida ridiculous conservative Republican news, like don't be ashamed. It's really quite a lot. Uh, I I have a total hard on for Florida and not the good kind, and I just a lot of it just finds its way to me, but. Yeah, they were banning books not too long ago because of critical race theory, which, dude, if you, first of all, like I, I spent a lot of time a couple weeks ago explaining critical race theory and also why, you know, white people are so afraid of it um, and are making it into the boogeyman that it just isn't. Like, if you're afraid of information, like, I got to tell you, like, you, you, you are the problem. Right, Information is our friend. If you don't like information because it just doesn't jive with what you think, you're the problem. Let's try and keep that in mind. Uh, so, yeah, they banned a whole lot of books in Florida uh, for being too woke. Obviously, a critical race and uh, all the indoctrination that apparently everybody's doing with their children. I got news for you. If you just spent more time with your kids, wouldn't have this problem. But if you're going to just ship them off to school and then ship them off to sports and then ship them off to Boy Scouts and all this other stuff, like, yeah, a lot of people are going to be raising them. That's not indoctrinating them. That's raising your kids because you're too lazy to do it yourself. Or you're just awful at your job. Like, there's that, too. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. I was actually surprised, like, with this whole baby food shortage. Like, the first thing I thought of was, like, why is, why is there a baby like baby food shortage? Like, where are all these good conservative Christian women? Shouldn't they be, like, breastfeeding, like, everybody? Like, you know, I thought thought every life was precious, but I guess not every life is precious, and it certainly doesn't deserve anything, uh, like, you know, wholesome, like, breast milk or something like that. That You should, like, hey, I'm surprised that argument didn't come out. Like, like the, I'm just expecting, like, some 1873 woman in a bonnet that kind of looks like the, the one duck in Foghorn Leghorn. Anybody... Consumer name is like Agnes. I know. Beatrice? I don't know. Just expected that woman to be like, formula is the devil. Like, just like foosball. Like, I, I, don't, I don't even know what the rules are. It's like almost impossible for me to keep up anymore. So. But, so I was going to talk about Florida being stupid, but since we've covered that a million times, <clears throat> this is something I only touched upon maybe a week or two ago. And... I'm not entirely sure who needs to hear this kind of stuff, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna say like I I have, I have documents <laughs> I have documents <laughs> and I don't know it feels it feels like it's gonna be boring like I find this kind of stuff super interesting because I do I've always been interested in the way government works and not just because of that catchy song about how a bill becomes a law but that did not hurt um, but I think. I think it's important to see how government works. First of all, I think it's important to know how government works and then to see actually how it works. And that that tends to be like some of my biggest problems whenever I deal with like conservative people that just like argue against me and they just want to label me as a liberal or whatever because I don't agree with them. Like that's not entirely how that works. Like I tend I tend to watch how government does its job because I find it interesting. Like yeah, I'm I'm I believe in more democratic causes because they tend to be more socially liberal. And I believe in a lot of those things. I don't believe in all of them. Like, I don't. Like, I am might surprise you to know that I am actually not for debt forgiveness for loans. Uh, I am partially, like, I am, I am okay with partial debt forgiveness. I think a portion of it should be covered. And I think that people that are making that kind of sacrifice and investing in themselves deserve either next to nothing loans from the government or some help, some assistance. I just I just do. We're trying to make our country great uh, by not sending people to college and by uh, basically enslaving them to thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Um, you know, I think it I think it's I think it's problematic and I know that people like are always like, well, you know, you made an agreement and you decided to take this loan. It's like how much of an agreement is it? Like do you know any like seniors or juniors right now in high school that like yeah, I think I'm just going to take a year to find myself, or I'm just going to go work. Like, it's barely acceptable. They are funneling you into... Like, there's college fairs, like, all the time. Like, it's what you do. And, like, I would argue that it, there's more peer pressure to go to college than there is to smoke weed. And I think that smoking weed, way better. Like, way, way better. You heard it here last on the Hard Rock Lunchbox. 
So anyway, um, what is what is that saying? Like, don't like hear what hear what they say, but watch what they do, right? Like that's the that's the important part. Now, and this was something that I, I touched upon a couple of weeks ago when the uh, Alito uh, majority opinion was leaked from the Supreme Court. And the only reason I'm going over it today is because I think a lot of people are not understanding how how this works and how this worked uh, and, and how this happened. And the reason I considered it for today is there is a massive walkout of schools. I think it's planned for today. It might even be going on right now. Uh, that they are protesting, I guess, the Supreme Court, you know, almost decision. Because don't forget, like, Supreme Court hasn't ruled on anything. Basically, Alito just, you know, they leaked his homework, right? They leaked, leaked his road grab. It could have just been in, as easily like a book report on Finland, right? Like, I guess you would do a book report on Finland. But like a, a report on Finland, right? It's basically what that is. You know, it's gross national product, but they eat a lot of herring. It's dark there. Um, that kind of stuff. Um, so it's not the actual court opinion, but it it's authentic, right? And we know that six of the nine justices on there have basically said over and over that Roe is settled law, and they think it's you know not this like in their confirmation hearings. But we also know for a fact that the people appointed them appointed them because they were set on overturning Roe v. Wade. Like if if you think that that's not the case, like it's not even like I'm making it up. It's not even conjecture. It's not even like just a considered considered opinion. Like this is actually what happened. Like people have actually stated that, and I don't. I don't understand why people don't understand that. Like, this is literally like, yo, dude, the door is closed. Like, no, I don't think it is. Like, I don't think they would close that door. Like, the door is closed. Like, the door is closed. You know, Ronald Reagan came up. It's like, close that door. And they spent the next 40 years closing that door. Stated goal. Like, it was a public... Like, that was what people were running on to get elected into politics. Like, do you not see this? Like... Why do you think we all know? Okay, ask yourself this. Why do you think we all know Roe v. Wade? What other court cases do you know? What other court cases do you know, like by name? The reason you know that one is because it keeps coming up. The reason it keeps coming up is because it's been part of our politics since 1973. And the reason it's really, really loud over the past 20 to 40 years is because it's been a wedge issue that the Republican side, and I'm not blaming them because they can, they're allowed to have whatever opinion they want, but they have been making this a political issue for 40 years. And the, the I guess the left was like, ah. And I know for a fact because I've seen People on the left be like, yeah, Roe is settled law. In fact, Neil Gorsuch, I think it was Gorsuch, in his confirmation hearing said, when asked about Roe v. Wade, he said Roe is settled law. That's stare decisis. That's what that means, right? Like, this is what the, the Supreme Court, like, we'd never, we'd never overturn it. Like, that's what they, that's what they said. Now you got to watch what they do. The stated objective of the conservative party, the Republican Party, for the past 20 to 40 years has been to overturn Roe v. Wade. They denied uh, Merrick Garland uh, 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 so much as a hearing to get on the Supreme Court. That's Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell basically violated his duties under the Constitution of the advice and consent and didn't even hold a hearing for Merrick Garland. As far as I'm concerned, he abdicated his duties. And in one of several major mistakes I blame President Obama directly for, he should have just put him on the court as a recess appointment. I, I think that's exactly what he should have done. They abdicated their job. They're like, all right, thanks, man. You didn't do it, so I'm going to put him on. They left a vacancy on the Supreme Court for months. Months. And then President Trump got to put in three Supreme Court justices. And now the court is six to three with a conservative majority. And I said at the time, that's probably it for the rest of my lifetime in terms of what rights and liberties are going to be defended by the Supreme Court. But... So there's a big walkout today and a big protest plan today, and it will accomplish absolutely nothing. It doesn't matter. The Supreme Court is not elected. Once they're on there, they're on there until they retire or they die. 
this majority is not going to change. Even if you could sway John Roberts somehow, it's not going to be a bunch of girls that are taking a day off from school. It'll be like legal scholars and all that other stuff because John Roberts is actually still worried about his reputation. They always refer to the Supreme Court by the the, the, the chief Supreme Court justice, like the Rehnquist Court, the Warren Court. This is the Roberts Court. The Roberts Court is going to be remembered for rolling back human rights tremendously. He doesn't want that. Roberts, from what I can glean, is not a huge asshole. He does have his ideology. He's actually more of the kind of Republican and conservatives that I like. He's got an ideology. He sort of sticks to it. But he's not an asshole like uh, Clarence Thomas or Samuel Alito. Like, you read some of these stories about Samuel Alito. He is a disgusting human being and has been for years. And Kavanaugh, there's no way Kavanaugh didn't rape at least one or two women. There's no way. And, you know, because Elon Musk is buying Twitter, I get to say that now because it's free speech. What do you think about that? Anyway, I feel like I've talked my entire time away, but I did want to say this one thing because um, I underlined some stuff in this news article that I thought was doing a pretty good job. Uh, it's, actually, it's not bad. And, and the dude goes on to it's a constitutional law professor. He goes on to say, um, he starts by saying, overruling Roe has been the stated goal of the Republican Party, repeated in its presidential platforms in every election since the decision was handed down in 1973, with a 63 Republican majority in firm control of the court. That's what I was saying. Like maybe even Roberts flipped. It doesn't matter. It's five to four. Uh, the end of the the end of Roe should should have been expected, and that's exactly what I was saying. Um, but this is the thing I was saying a couple of weeks ago that I thought was really important. I was I had to actually frame it and change the way that I was thinking about things, and maybe maybe this will do uh, for you as well. But the overruling of Roe also conflicts with a general sense in that the Supreme Court usually expands people's rights. It doesn't take them away. This understanding falls neatly into the story of progress that we like to tell ourselves. American history moves forward. It doesn't go back. Pay attention. Here's, here's the money. That's a comforting story, but it isn't true. American history does go back, and the Supreme Court does take rights away. The most striking example of this occurred after the greatest expansion of constitutional rights, the Reconstruction Amendments. Now, the Reconstruction Amendments are the 13th Amendment banned slavery, the 14th Amendment uh, established uh, birthright citizenship, uh, and that was including the formerly enslaved as full members, blah, 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 blah. It gave those new citizens and everyone else rights of liberty and equality to protect them from oppression by the states. The The original Bill of Rights protected people from oppression by the federal government. The 14th Amendment gave them uh, protection from oppression by the states. And then the 15th Amendment prohibited racial discrimination with respect to the right to the vote. The right to vote. Uh, all the amendments gave power, uh, Congress power to pass laws for their enforcement, blah, 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 blah. It worked for a while. Reconstructed southern governments operated integrated schools and police forces. They reformed divorce laws and provided social services on a scale never before seen in the South. Uh, but then they started resisting, and they started resisting violently. It took the U.S. Army to keep them in line. And so I'll end it with this with this part. Um, as a way of settling the disputed election of 1876, that's another show, the federal troops ended their supervision of the South. What followed was called redemption. Whites took back control, often through violent coups led by white supremacist paramilitary organizations. And very quickly, the rights promised by the Reconstruction Amendments went away, and the Supreme Court did not help. It read the 14th Amendment narrowly. It struck down a federal law prohibiting racial discrimination by restaurants and inns, commenting that... At some point, blacks must cease to be the special favorites of the laws. This was in 1883, when slavery was only 18 years in the past. Yeah, at some point. The Supreme Court is not, and has traditionally not been interested in protecting your rights. I said it a couple weeks ago, and I'm saying it again right now. Any sort of protest or any of that bullshit is not going to do anything. The Supreme Court is back to what it was classically supposed to be. The constitutional era we na- we live in now is getting the name it deserves, the Second Redemption. I am telling you, and I printed out all this other stuff because I wanted to talk about Griswold versus Connecticut, Planned Parenthood versus Casey. I definitely wanted to talk about, um, what's uh, what's the other one? Um, 
The one for uh, gay rights that allowed gay marriage. Where is it? Um, nah, forget. That's, that's, it's the 2015 decision that allowed for gay marriage. Sam Alito said abortion was not mentioned in the Constitution, therefore it has no basis to be set in uh, Supreme Court law. Either does privacy, and privacy is what is the basis of contraception, also not mentioned in the Constitution, and gay rights, and also not mentioned in the Constitution, and it's also the thing that struck down the Texas sodomy ban. Yeah, Texas had a sodomy ban. Sounds like a lot of fun, Texas. Great job. If you honestly think that Roe v. Wade is it, man, you are sorely mistaken. And I'm sorry if I'm bringing anybody down. It's kind of too bad. The only thing you have left to do is to vote. Vote your interest, people. If you honestly think that this is the world you want to live in, like, vote it. Like, seriously. Hey, man, I've been looking for a way to oppress minorities and women my entire life. I just don't have it in me. So I'm kidding. That's not at all you can vote, and come November, it's going to make a difference. But I will tell you that the dude in Pennsylvania that's going to be running for governor, he is a 2020 election denier. He is absolutely anti-minorities and anti-women, and he won by a lot, which tells you that even the people in the great state of Pennsylvania may not be thinking the way we're thinking, and we may not be in the country we should be in anymore. Like, I'm not talking about secession, but... I don't know that I wouldn't leave if New York and California and Jersey and like wanted to form our own United States. Like I'm just, I, I, I would, I would definitely sign a move-on poll if that were the, that were the case. I will tell you, unless this really stirs stuff up, the Republicans are going to take control of the House and probably the Senate, and then eventually in 2024 they're going to take the White House. And all segues aside. You will find no shelter here. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, not to keep bringing people down, because I know. I know how good I am at that. I can just, I can bring people down. Oh, you're feeling good? Uh, like, turn on the Hard Rock Lunch Box. Let's, let's ruin that. Okay? Like, I don't know if anybody saw this shooting in the Bronx of that 11-year-old girl over the weekend, but, like, and, and I mean, <laughs> like, what's... I don't even mean to laugh, like, what just went down in Buffalo. Like, as the reports are, like, rolling in about, like, the manifestos and, the, and, uh, and, and, like, Twitch and Fortran and all that other stuff, like, I'm just, I'm so disturbed by so much of it because, like, it just seems like so much of this could be avoidable. Like, they were just reporting this morning that, like, like, a 911 operator in Buffalo, like, apparently took a call from a woman in in the supermarket in Buffalo and she was whispering and I guess the 911 operator thought it was like a prank and yelled at her and hung up on her. I mean like dude like where are we even? Oh, that's not the right button. Sorry, that literally was my hand hitting. <laughs> like where where actually are we? Like uh gotta, like <sighs> seeing as you guys are my free uh therapy session. I'll probably be talking a little bit more about that as we go, but I have to get on to something important. Last week, I planned to play this song because I wanted to hear it. Does it belong on the Hard Rock Lunchbox? This one? Absolutely. Is it probably too old to be on the Hard Rock Lunchbox? Well, that's debatable. Or is it? It's one of the greatest bands that ever existed, in my opinion, not because of quality of music, not even because of quality of performance but just because they were so goddamn good at being them that they were just awesome. And they happen to cover a Neil Young song. Neil Young, who I could definitely take or leave, but just got a little bit better when Typo Negative did it. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I don't remember where I was. I feel like I was coming back from a soccer game maybe this weekend, but I saw an older couple, and by older couple, I mean probably a little older than me, uh, and w- they were just walking on the side because walking is you know a way to stay healthy. And one of them had a bear tooth shirt on, and I was like, "Yeah, goddamn right you do. Goddamn right you do." <laughs> I don't even have a bear tooth shirt, man. I my desire to go to shows is like so. Blah. I don't know if I'm over them. I feel like I'm not over the show, but I feel like I am quite over the people. Uh, I, I definitely. 
I like I'm not ready to be a hermit and I'm not ready to have my own compound, but I am closer to having my own compound than, than being a hermit. But um so like I said before in the top twenty, the uh, the top twenty new video is out today and I think I, I'm sure. Uh you know how like anybody that watches it, like I I do I, f- I try and find something in the, the top 20 to, st- to like tease the show at the very beginning. It's a com- I didn't even remotely invent this. It's a common thing. I think uh, they do it with Bacon's My Podcast. Uh, they do it in uh, all the Your Mom's House productions, um, which is where I stole it from. So, uh, But I like doing it. And it's always like something you know kind of amusing. Like It really could be something important, but it usually isn't. It's usually something self- self-deprecating because that tends to be where I... I feel like I'm the funniest, and I just couldn't decide on it this week, so I actually did four of them. So if you never watch the top 20 videos, I recommend watching this week's top 20 video. It's funny. You could just go to StrangerHood TV. I think StrangerHoodTV.com takes you right there. Did we figure that out? I think we figured that out. Hang on. StrangerHoodTV.com. Goes to your mom's house. Yeah, right there. Top 20 is the very first video on there because it's the newest one up. Uh, and it's top twenty number number seventy four. By the way, you know, are we just gonna like not address that? Like Jesus Christ, how how many Thursdays are there? Also, I'm gonna sneeze on air. Hang on one second. Excuse me. I hope that was as gross for everybody because there's a lot of spit in my hand right now. Like I hope everybody enjoyed that. That's live radio for you. Honestly, I don't think I I don't think I edited that out anyway. Uh, here, here, here's where we're, here's what we're doing. Um, anybody here, by show fans, anybody here a fan of the Umbrella Academy on Netflix? Or the Umbrella Academy, uh, comics that they come from? I am. I'm holding up my hand. I'm a big fan of them. I really liked both seasons, like, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and I... I believe I heard or read that they were working on a third season, which is awesome because I think so. I think they go, they go to they go to Dallas in the second season, and then I forget when they go in the third, and the, in the and that's in the comics, right? Um, but I do know that they have already changed the cast name uh, because Elliot Page has transitioned into Elliot from Ellen, uh, Ellen of the White Violin fame and Juno and a million other things is now Elliot Page. Uh, Elliot has transitioned and they updated the information on Netflix. I just happened to notice that uh, I was just looking to see sometimes they say like when a new date is coming or any announcements and stuff. But I assume that that means somebody's actively working the account. I, I don't know. I'm just literally just assuming that. Um, but the reason I bring that up is because the head dude of the Umbrella Academy is also the head dude of My Chemical Romance. And My Chemical Romance put out brand new music this week. It's been a very long time. And as my oldest correctly put it, he said, when you hear it, you'll be like, yep, that's definitely My Chemical Romance, which is basically the, you know, Collins version of Jimmy G's. You're like, yeah, man, I saw you up there. Like, it definitely saw you up there. So you were up there the whole time. Yeah. Like, for the entire time you were up there, you were definitely, definitely up there. And if you've ever gotten that compliment from Jimmy G, just, yeah, good. Good for you. Because I'm sure you were up there as fuck, honestly. Like, he might not have thought so, but I definitely thought you were up there. Just way, way, way up there. And that's awesome. But, so, yeah, it's as bad as My Chemical Romance as My Chemical Romance gets. It's not Black Parade, which is my personal favorite, or Teenagers, which is a very close second. But uh, it is definitely My Chemical Romance, and they were definitely up there. But what they weren't doing is working on Season 3 of The Umbrella Academy, which made me not like it even more. But still, we don't hold grudges here on the box. Actually, that's not true. We do nothing but hold grudges here on the box. But I'll make an exception for brand new My Chemical Romance. It's the foundations of decay. I hope you enjoy the six minutes of this song that could have been spent getting season three of the Umbrella Academy. But like, you know, my daughter always wants to know what like passive aggressive is. That's passive aggressive. Hope you're listening, Charlotte. She's not listening. It's a school day, so she's probably still asleep. No, I'm not kidding. Hard rock lunch box. I definitely appreciate the darkness. I owe my chemical romance an apology. Apparently June 2nd will be the premiere of season 3 of the Umbrella Academy, which totally makes it okay with me for that mediocre song that they put out. 
So I apologize. Take back basically everything I just says. Uh, this is what a retraction sounds like when a radio host says something that's wrong or incorrect. If you are a watcher of Fox News, you might see a retraction uh, never. So you probably don't know what that looks like. That, that, that totally understand. Uh, but yes, that is what a, a retraction looks like. Um, this is not what a retraction looks like. Uh, our very own Raleigh V has a brand new song out. It's called Envy with a capital V in it. I don't know what that's all about. I might drag his ass back on the show just to find out because I'm that big of a dick. But yeah, check it out. I dig it on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I got to tell you, man, I, I can't even put into words how goddamn talented Michael Jackson was. I mean, he is so talented. Like, there is just no way to make a bad version of that song. Like, I think the worst version would have to be Weird Al's Eat It, which is one of the greatest goddamn song parodies in the history of music. I mean, how talented can one person actually be? I mean, oh, my God, such a good song. I would play that again right now if I were allowed. I play just. I'd have like a whole like beat it special. And no, it's not as gross as you think. It's not. This is not the porn channel. That's on. That's on later. <laughs> oh man, we're having a beat it a thon. No, wait, it's not what I meant. <laughs> I don't know, man. Need ratings, right? Everybody needs ratings. So, um, here's something that doesn't happen all the time on the box. I am going to give uh, all my peeps. And I could say peeps because I'm cool. Uh, all my peeps that are working in offices today, because you've been called or recalled back into the office, I'm going to just suggest. It's just a suggestion. I am not. I am not like I am not one of those people that are going to tell you what to do with your body. So yeah, no, I'm not a, a jerk off or super conservative. So I'm going to just suggest, like you know, COVID is up. Uh, COVID is up actually in every single state. And all they're doing now is suggesting they wear a mask, which I think is a great idea. Because I wish I could go back in time and tell everybody, like, hey, man, let's not mandate these masks. Let's not mandate these vaccines. All right? Because I want to say everybody that really just hated them, that they could just slowly die out. Like, that would be really great. Because I, I was just saying, like, how uh, somebody posted, like, what, how great it is. Uh, they were talking about, like, the Biden diet. Like, yeah, everybody's losing weight because food costs more. I was like, yeah, dude, food costs a little bit more. But what I was really a big fan of was actually the Trump plan, which was like taking away everybody's job and killing people. And I have to tell you, the first couple of rush hours that I had to drive during that, they were Cape Bella. And I want to bring that back because that was so much better. Like People just don't have good, like I have a bad memory, like I know that, but I can absolutely remember Pat, I don't know, Two, three years ago when the entire world shut down and nobody had a job to go to and everybody was you know basically going to starve to death the government didn't give them any money and that kind of stuff and uh, people were just dying like by the hundreds and thousands and stuff like that like you have any idea how many lands on the expressway are open under that situation like I say we bring that back right now so I'm glad they're not forcing any mandates they're just strongly recommending stuff because I have to tell you if you are still opposed to vaccines and you are still opposed to masks please 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 don't engage in either of those activities and go out to as many public events as possible. I mean, the only downside is that the newer versions of COVID just aren't as deadly, but ah, maybe they'll at least ruin your weekend. And honestly, I'm okay with that. So anyway, what I was going to do, I'm not telling you what to do with your body. I'm not going to tell you how to live, live your life, but I am going to strongly suggest that you turn down the radio just a little squinch, a squinch. It's not quite a squash or a squoach or a scooch. It's a squinch to turn down your radio, just a squinch, because I am not a fan of Guar, particularly. I'm not not a fan of Guar, but for some reason they ended up in my release radar this week, and they have a song out, and it just made me laugh. I don't know if it hit me at the right point in the week, but I decided to grab it for you guys, and I'm going to play it for you now. But it definitely has a few of what I like to call daddy words in there, and a lot of people call them bad words. Uh, there might even be some of the seven dirty words. So if you want to just go ahead and get on that volume squinch or scooch or scoach or whatever it is and just knock it down for about, I'm thinking, three minutes and eight seconds, and then we'll kind of get back to regular stuff. But for everybody at home or in their car or listening to earbuds, this one's for you, and I hope you dig it because I did. I'll be over here laughing, like, in the meantime. For the first time ever, possibly the last, here's some guar on the box. Hard. 
Rock Lunch Box. That is such a goddamn pretty song. Like, I, I am so irritated that that has just, that that totally escaped my my attention. Now, true true enough that Blunderbuss is definitely the most, re- wait, the most post, no, the least post White Stripes there was, right? So, like, it was, like, the first, I think it was the first post White Stripes record. Uh, and since I was only um, aware of, like, the, um, white stripe songs that like everybody knew and uh, honestly to this date I'm still not even super fond of I mean like uh, I like fell in love with a girl and Seven Nation Army well enough but my favorite ones are not the ones that I ever heard when they were kind of big so of course I wouldn't have really been schooled at but man there was so much pretty stuff in that like even like just the violins like where the strings come in you just don't even hear them like it's oh, so good it's really really just so good um, as I mentioned like probably over the past couple weeks I was doing a lot of uh, uh, rabbit holing with like the Goo 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 Dolls and just like how what a tremendously talented songwriter Johnny Resnick is and I'm always I'm always reminded of the story when he like before he wrote Iris about the the, the writer's block that he was having and he wasn't even sure like he, he knew what he was doing anymore like you know I mean they had had the success of a boy named Goo with name on it and stuff like that and they just they had, a lot, they had a lot of success. Like they were like one of the longest running overnight successes ever. I mean, the the Pat Monahan train has has talked about how they had very much the same experience, and uh, you know it just sort of it just sort of happens sometimes, and it really can just blow you out of the water. And the and and the thing that people don't realize is like writer block writer's block happens all the time. You just don't necessarily notice it so much if you have like a lot of material. Like Jimmy and I have talked about it from time to time. And, like, you won't even necessarily notice when either one of us has writer's block because we have a wealth of material to draw from, so we can still play shows and we have enough material. We play different songs at different shows and stuff like that. Like, I am pushing my band very, very hard to um, do this uh, new song that I wrote. Uh, it's called Aaliyah, and it's I, I want it for the 8th and the 9th. I want to play it because I need... I want to hit some reaction before we roll that over into recording because I think... I think it's a really good song, um, and I just I need some audience reaction from it. But the reality is, it's also been a very long time since I've written a song from start to finish, and you know that happens all the time. the The entire length of time between um, you know those songs I was writing for the re, uh, what what was the reality crush, and then what would become new, do no harm was years of writer's block. I just I had a lot to say, but it was in such a bad place I couldn't get it out. Um, you know, like, and sometimes I just don't have anything to say. Like, that's that's been kind of recent. Like, I have a lot to say, like, politically and socially and stuff like that. But that's not where I write. That's that's where I do a radio show from. The you know, like, so, so I seem to have plenty of content for twenty minutes of every show. That's fine, but it doesn't really make a good song. Can't be like, oh, conservatives, they really want to tell you what to do with your body. Like, that's not very catchy. I mean, like, maybe it is. I don't know. But anyway, so I was on this whole. Johnny Resnick, Google Dolls thing, and uh, the deal with Iris is that he had a tremendous case of writer's block before he was able to squeeze that one out. And Jesus Christ, if you don't write a song for five years and this is the one that you come up with, like I feel like that's kind of worth it. But I was checking it out, and statistically, the song is just shy of a billion plays on on Spotify. Like this song came out before Spotify was a thing, so it would definitely be if it had released to Spotify, it would have been like, you know, totally totally over that number but like i was thinking like god damn man a billion like a billion with a b like jesus christ man like good fucking for you man (laughs) so i decided to pull a version with significantly less plays and not because it isn't good because it is good it just uh you know doesn't have a billion plays but I'm about to add one of those plays to that almost billion plays. It's my buddy Mikey's band, Something Heavy. Every now and then when they aren't just interviewing the entire goddamn world for Bacon Is My Podcast, they put out music. This is something they put out, I think, last year. And it's just, it's a good song. And they did a great version of it. And it's Iris on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I wouldn't be a very good host if I let Dino Skate Park's version of Every Time I Dies... Wolves ruin every time I die for me. I kid. I kid them because I can. And I'm older than they are. It's the new black. 
the box. If I'm reading the tea leaves of the Instagrams correctly, it looks like a farewell fire is getting ready to put out brand new music. Uh, I know they took a huge hiatus and then started dropping some uh, some new material, but I, for one, am always looking forward to seeing what they're putting out next because one of my favorite songs ever come off this island is courtesy of those guys, and I've got it for you now. I hope the new record's got something this good on it, but honestly, man, classic's classic. Hard Rock Lunch Box. That's right, kids. That sound means it's time for your weekly craving of the week with your very own Craving Strange. You can definitely check them out. I think it's July 8th we're playing with them and in Patrick at 89 North. I know it's our next show with them, and I'm super excited to do that. I do love playing with those guys. Maybe we'll put something together in the fall. Uh, I literally am trying to find a time just to spend 10 minutes over a cup of coffee with Jim, and it's becoming like... Like the the dudes that tried to bring the ring back to Mordor had had like less trouble than I'm trying than I am currently trying to find like an hour just to hang out. It's just, but I'm hoping things will actually be cool after the uh, June 25th thing. Kind of once I get through that, I'm good because I can coast. Not that I coast, but I can coast through the other two shows because it's just about playing. I'm not running them or setting them up. I just had to show up and be awesome. And how hard could that possibly be? <laughs> So as I said before, we did announce we are playing the Forest uh, Hills Band Shell. That'll be the very day after the Patchogue Show. We'll be playing around 5 o'clock in the afternoon, maybe like 4.30 in the afternoon. And it's going to be an outdoor free show for everybody, family-friendly, all that other good stuff. Uh, I can only really hope for one thing, and that uh, that is that it won't rain. And I think that makes this an appropriate segue for this week's Weekly Craving of the Week with Craving Strange. It's a place that doesn't rain. Which is no place I have ever played in my entire life. The Martians make this song, by the way.
Lunch Box. Amazingly, we are at the end of another Hard Rock Lunch Box. I know. I know you're welcome. I didn't even get to tell you about the donut I just had some of. It was like a really, really good donut from Georgia, by the way. My oldest brought it back from his vacation. It's something that's called the Homer, and it is designed to be exactly the donut and taste exactly like the donut that you've seen on The Simpsons for 30 years. And I got to tell you, it kind of delivered. Well, remember last week when I said I ran out of time uh, to, to play all the stuff I had pulled from you, even though none of it really belonged on the Hard Rock Lunchbox? Well, I'm about to correct that wrong from last week and send you off on probably one of the most classic songs in the history of classic songs ever. And yeah, you can deny that you like it. You can even deny that you know all the words of the chorus, but uh, we'll, know you're, we'll know you're lying. And we'll talk about it next week on The Box. Dance your way out, bitches. Hard Rock Lunch Box.